The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. All right, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in this world. This is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast. And today, I know I always say this, but I do have a special guest today. Her name is Nicole Magic, and I'm going to let her introduce herself, everybody. This is going to be a great episode. So, Nicole, take it away. Introduce yourself and let my audience know, like, who you are and what it is you do. Awesome. Uh, Thank you for having me, by the way. And uh, my name is Nicole Magic. I am the Empowerment Alchemist. I actually used to be a chemist, and uh, for 16 years, I was a chemist, and then For the last 14 years, I've had my empowerment business. So I help women business owners and team leaders basically go from resistance to resilience. And the way that I do that is to help them define what they really want, align with that truth, passion, and purpose, and then create the steps to get there, all the while erasing the limiting beliefs that derail them. Wow, Nicole. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um... What I like to do, Nicole, is right. We that takes a lot of work, right? Getting leaders and management teams to get from one place to the other, right? And and to make sure that they're all on the same page. But what I like to do is in this conversation we're gonna have, I like to talk about both personal and business challenges, right? And how you overcame them. So how you could share with the audience, this is what I did, right? Like there's no challenge too big to keep you from your goals and stuff like that. And by the way, audience, you know, I was at an event with Nicole before and I go, I have to get her on my show. She's just got a quite amazing story and I love her energy. So tell the audience, Nicole, like what were some of the challenges like going, okay, say we'll talk about going from a chemist, an actual chemist to what you do now, right? What were some of those challenges that you faced? Uh, so many challenges. Uh So going from chemists to transitioning out of the corporate world, right? Right. Is Mm -hmm. that kind of what you're asking there? Because uh, that was a challenge in itself because, you know, when you're in a a job that you love, that you're making six figures, um, you're operating a team, you're managing a team, you're involved across, you know, five different countries and lead chemists and all this stuff. And it's really exciting. It's also very, very stressful, right? Being in that middle role. And so you're leading this team and growing this team and giving them the things that they need and being that conscious leader. That's a challenge when you're in an environment where that's not really fostered, right? A lot of the corporate ways 
don't foster true conscious leadership. And that's sad that they don't, that you find that in, in some of these companies, right? But go ahead. I'm sorry. I just, I want to hear it with yeah. this, you know, because I know that, especially what you do, right? Being a chemist, and I'm sure the personalities were varied, right? You got different personalities and you're trying to manage your team and grow, like you said, and, and help the business grow, right? So go ahead, tell us some more because this is going to get interesting, audience. <laughs> so the biologists out there are going to get this one. I was more like a biologist okay. in a land of chemists. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'll hope that you get comments on that. So hopefully there's some bio people out there. Anyway, what ended up happening was uh, there was some challenges amongst the leadership pieces because I was always trying to foster greater communication between not only within the group, but between groups uh, across different departments. So I did create and do different things to foster that. I, I did surveys just on my own time outside of the regular activities. I, I created a communications improvement team, gathered a whole bunch of information, presented that information, really moving towards, look at all this information that we have and how we can make our group and team function to a higher degree, more efficient, more productive, happier, healthier. And it got to the point, like I was encouraged all the way. And then we had this great big meeting and I presented at it. And after that, it was like, okay, data has been presented. We're doing nothing with it. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, all these extra hours that I put in and, and all the information and, and all the, the trust and the vulnerability that people provided in, in their honest answers and simple ways of how to improve things. And I realized that I can't change things one way so I could change my team. And what I did was really get into that conscious leadership role of understanding, okay, we're growing so rapidly, these systems are going to break down. Inevitable. So right. I've been part of system administration in different other companies and um, like creating systems to help be more efficient and productive. And, and I looked at my team, such a young team and so much to grow in and so smart, so much potential. Right. So I sat down and I, I created my own grid of what they were about who they were, how I saw them, what potential I saw in them, what they did well, what they were experts in. And then I sat down with each one of them individually and asked them a whole bunch of questions about, you know, I interviewed them. What do you want to be doing? Where do you want your growth? What do you want in, you know, one, five years from now? Where do you want to be? What, it, what does your home life look like? What is that? What do you have planned there? Right? Like, right. what is it that you want? What means... The, the work-life balance, what does that mean to them? So I took all the information and I found that when I said some things to them about, what would you like to learn this new skill? Oh, I don't think that I could learn that. So I was like, what? You can totally, would you like to? Yeah, I'd love to, but I just didn't think that I would be able to. So I had conversations with them around that and really encouraging them. I rolled out with them. So I gathered all my information. I presented it to them. I got them involved in it, got their buy-in, and we rolled out a plan. It was a year-long plan to really cross-train, get more subject matter experts in, in overlapping areas 
So my team, as our company grew, they weren't stuck not being able to take vacation or feeling guilty about taking vacation or coming in or taking a day off for personal or sick reasons. And what I found was that they grew and they grew and they grew into happier, more productive, more efficient. And then they grew into these amazing individuals that are now associate directors, directors, senior scientists, all this stuff where so super proud to see them where they are today. Wow. That um right, you said it though, right? Communicating with them and 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 opening the lines of communication with anything, right? Like in relationships or in business, that's like the base foundation to help anybody grow, right? Like because if like say I'm your employee and I don't communicate like, hey, Nicole, I would like to be a manager or whatever, you know, and, and you don't know, right? I yeah. it's not gonna happen, right? Right. Because we would sit down. Right. And and do a, a plan like this is what you need to do, Mac. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And that's kind of like even with humans. Right. In our relationships. Right. With our significant others or children or whatever. If, if we don't communicate like especially, like what I want for my kids, like what I'd like to see for my kids. Right. And I just go about my merry way. You know, of course, you're going to get some like my daughter's. You don't even care. You don't even ask me questions. You don't even know what I do. You know what I mean? And um, so those are some of the challenges. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, that I see happening in the world today, right? We get people not communicating with each other or, you know, the whatever, like the phone thing, right? It starts here, it comes around. And by the time it gets back to me, it's totally different, right? So instead of yes. me going to the, straight to the source, I'm like confused or I get angry or whatever, right? And those are big challenges, like even as an entrepreneur like yourself, right? If you don't communicate with your clients or they're not going to get out of their coaching, right? Or whatever you do with them, what they think they should get if you guys aren't communication. So what are some of the challenges that you saw? Okay, so we saw you in corporate America um, and especially in that environment, like I, my hat's off to you, Nicole, because not not a lot of people are going to take the time to do that for their teams, it seems like nowadays, at least from what I've experienced, right? Because everybody's so busy. I got to do this. I got my clients over here. I got this project over here, right? So my hat's off to you for taking the time and, and, and um, doing that with your team, right? So did that lead you into like becoming an entrepreneur? Like, oh, wow, I, I kind of like that. So I'm going to start my own thing. So how did that start for you? I have been an entrepreneur since I was like five years old. Actually, my sister and I were just having this conversation about all of the, the little businesses that I created and like <laughs> even dragged her into. And I think we counted something like 12 businesses between the ages of five and 14. Wow. <laughs> I like that. Now, there's some challenges there working with sister, but we'll get into that in a minute. So so you knew from a young age that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and, well, just create things and do things. What were some of the challenges, you know, personally growing up that you ran into, you know, that you found on that journey to becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think that with every iteration of what whatever business or creative energy that you're putting into something that you tend to, you find 
the resistances, right? And they come from the weirdest places, especially the people that you think are going to support you the most. Right. <clears throat> and, exactly. and then there's also that whole element of sometimes the people that are closest to you that would support you the most, they have this dualistic thing where, and when it's going great, they'll support you. But then when it's not so great, this is all wrong and you should not be doing this. <laughs> so yeah. you get these conflicting things where one of the things that everybody needs to feel fulfilled is to feel safe and secure. To, and then the second thing is to be loved and accepted. And the third thing is to be empowered. So if you're, if you're not feeling like you're supported, that foundation of feeling safe and secure and being loved and belonging those start to get rocked and then it dismantles your feeling of being empowered to keep going and moving forward. So finding your way and really trusting in yourself is the most important element to any kind of moving forward in life personally and professionally. Right. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need a little extra of that dose. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely correct. Cause a lot of people don't understand that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you better be in it for the long haul because it's going to be a bunch of this, right? Ups and downs and peaks and valleys. And one minute you're on top of the world, next day it could be like, oh, I, mean, I don't even want to go into the office today, you know, like, and, and you know, um, but like you said, right, if if we don't feel supported or loved or, you know what I mean, in, in, in some form or fashion, right? I, well, at least for I'll speak for myself. I'm mean, I like, why am I even going to do this then? Right. Because I got nobody to support me anyway. But I like what you said, though. Like if someone I look for the people that are going to um, support me through thick and thin. Right. Like certain family members or certain people out in my circle. Right. Which I only have, a you know, very small circle. Right. I like the ones that help me overcome those challenges. And, and I like to get your feedback is right when I'm doing something. I like the ones. I used to not like this, right? But the ones that'll sit me down and they, they like you said, love me enough to tell me the truth and go, Max, I think you should do this. Because from my perspective, it's not working for you. Let's try something else, right? And then it's up to me to go, okay, let's try something different, right? Or I could get, you know, whatever. I could be in that bad mood and go, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. And then I have the ones that, okay, okay, do your thing, but I'll be here when you're done, right? How do you, how do you come over, uh, oh, come over? How do you overcome like those, like say objections or people trying to tell you how you think they, sh how they think you should run things. Right. Or, you know, in your business, how, how, you, how, Nicole, I don't think you should have this conscious, you know, whatever. And I think you should do this. How do you overcome that stuff? Right. When, but I, you know, from getting to know you before, I think I know the answer, but I'd like to hear what your answer is. Okay. Well, first of all, many times when people will tell you, you know, you should do this. That's coming from a belief that they have. So True. for me, if somebody is telling me you should do this, I ask why, right? I want to know where are you coming from? And I'm going to come at you at different angles because I want, I want to understand where you're coming from, what belief that you have that you feel that you need to tell me this. And if you change my mind, great, but you may not. And that's also great right. because I'm still going to do what is aligned for me 
So if it's not aligned, that's what I'm going to be looking at is, well, what point do you have to make that I might consider if this is not the thing for me? So why do you think that? And then delving deeper is, you know, sometimes people just think, well, it's too hard, right? Because there's also, there's a belief out there that life is hard and it's really hard to be an entrepreneur and you're just making more work for yourself. And, you know, I care about you so much and I just don't want to see you working so hard and so exhausted. That's their perception of what it is that you're doing. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes it can be exhausting and that's okay too, because there are Sometimes you do have to do this, right? Mm -hmm. When you have a launch for something, there's extra work that goes into something to prepare, get it out, have the strategy, have the marketing, have the advertising, whatever it is that you're doing for that to make it successful. Or you could just like, hey, everybody, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to come and do this with me? Okay, great. Crickets. Yeah, because you didn't (laughs) do the work. So, of course... Sometimes it's going to be tiring. It's not always going to be super awesome, amazing, big party all the time. But the whole point is, what is it that this person is telling you? Why are they telling that to you? Because I I was told, too, that, oh, this isn't working out. You should just go back to chemistry. You had a great job, great insurance and all this stuff. And, you know, this isn't working out. Oh, Is that because we cut back on buying all the toys and, you know, doing a lot of things when, you know, some money had to go to put into building the business? Right. But once it starts to proliferate, it's, oh, well, now it's great again. And then when you're putting money in to do something new, we're pulling back again until it gets to the point where, Everything is being very consistent and coming in and rolling in and, you know, until the next time that you go bigger, because then what happens when you go bigger? What do you do? You put bigger in. (laughs) Right. Right. And you always have to to get bigger, right? Yes, exactly. It's whatever that means for you, whatever that growth is for you. Is it reaching out to more people or is it maintaining you know, your small group retreats or whatever it is that you're doing, but there's still that expansiveness of reaching out to more people, different, different types of people, different areas that you're going, all of that stuff. There's energy into it. What is it that you want? Equal energy exchange of the universal law says what you put in, you get it out. A lot of people and what don't does get that. Mean? that. Doesn't mean it has to be hard work. Right. <laughs> Just energy. Right. And, and some people, some people don't get that. I think, I think they, they think that, I don't know, maybe it's just some of the kids I've seen, you know, and their sense of entitlement, like, you know, I'm just going to sit here because the world owes me. And like, nah, no, that is not true. You know, like you need to put some work in yourself or right. If you want something good, you have to give something good. Right. And then people wonder why when stuff happens, right? Because they're giving nothing but negative energy. Then they're all, that's what they're getting back. And um, what I have learned, right? And from listening to you right now is asking those questions, right? Like I just had an experience where, you know, I was asking a question. I'm the customer, right? And then the person came back at me all crazy. Like, well, you you signed the contract and, you know, you didn't even let me finish what I was going to ask. And I said, that was it. Like, I'm done with you. I go, you're not even listening to what I'm trying to ask you. So 
that's it. We're done, right? You got your business, but I'll never use you or refer you again because if that's how you're going to act, I want nothing to do with it, you know? And, but that's in life too, right? Like, like with family or kids, especially kids, like I'm going to use my grandkids, for example, right? Like if I'm playing with them and having fun, right? Then they love grandpa, right? Everything. Grandpa's cool. Right. But okay, I have a bad day at work or whatever. And no, not right now. You know, I get this like evil eye from my granddaughter. Like, how dare you tell me no? You know, like that ain't going to happen, grandpa. Like you need to come over here and like have some tea. (laughs) But you get what I'm saying? That's how I've kind of learned from like children and, 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 you know, and the workforce and all that stuff is you get what you give. Right. And okay, for example, in my recovery, right. I was taught by my mentors, right? A meeting is not always what you get from it, Max. What are you giving to that meeting, right? And and that's how I have learned to overcome my challenges because for a long time, I'm like an introvert by nature, right? Like I could sit at home, watch my football game or whatever I got to do, you know, and I've had to push myself, you know, like especially when I get asked to speak at a meeting and I see more than five people, like I'm like, okay, I'm going to get sick here. I need to go, you know, like, can we time out here? I need to rethink this. But then it stuck with what those, my mentors and my sponsor would tell me is like, do you, what are you giving? You know, because you never know when you're helping someone by what you're, you know, saying or doing. And, and that's what I get from you. Like you took the time to sit with every one of your team members and ask them like, who are you? Where do you want to go? What does that look like? And it's sad. A lot of people don't do that. So, right. Everybody, can. if you're listening, audience, this isn't just for the workplace. You can do this with your family too. Right, Nicole? Like expand on that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? How do you have good relationships? Right. She kind of explained it. So like expand on that a little bit, Nicole, like how you do it personally. Absolutely. I do want to say one thing about that. When I was doing that with my team, my boss did not do that with me. Actually, I got quite the opposite. What did I want to do? And I said, this is what makes the most sense for me to do. And then I was handed the entire opposite. And that happened over and over and over again. So I was actually, my management, personal management, was actually sabotaging everything that I did pretty much. So I was expanding my team and helping them grow while I was being put in a position that was uncomfortable and not right. Anyway, when no, it comes to the family, let's switch that gear. <laughs> but yeah, like that's because well, it's true. It, though. It's a weird place to be. It is right. You're doing your best to help that company by building your team. And then in return, you get like, like you said, the cricket, you know what I mean? Like, we're not helping you, Nicole. We're going to try to sabotage you. And that's sad that that they, they, people do that. And I've seen that happen, you know, in my personal life and and in business, right? Where I, I remember one time a boss asked me, because you're supposed to have supervision, right, as a substance abuse counselor. And I was at one place. And then the boss came and said, how's your supervision going? And I didn't want to lie. I'm like, what supervision? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's sad. You know right. what I mean? Because you always should be trying to help someone grow. I think that's how you get ahead in life. So go ahead. Tell me some about personally. 
Yeah. So personally, when it comes to, you know, utilizing that for your family, sometimes people, it gets so busy. Family life is so busy nowadays. And it, it just seems like everybody's doing their own things. Kids are off doing this, that mom's doing that, dad's doing that, whatever the case. And if you're in a single parent home with multiple children, it's, it can be even crazier because, you know, especially with teenagers and the different age teenagers, they're at totally different stages. So part of the thing is really coming back to center. It's really important to be able to say where you are, say what you feel, and be able to talk to each other about how each individual of the family feels, regardless of what anyone else thinks anyone should be feeling, right? right. So we have to clamp our mouths shut sometimes because sometimes we just want to, you know, listen more, don't open this and hear <laughs> what the kids have to say and have so them hear true. what you have to say. So, so it's, there's a lot about really remaining calm about some things and just getting buy-in, right? About getting that buy-in of, well, I've noticed that we've kind of been doing our own thing and I miss the cohesion that we used to have because sometimes when kids get jobs, now they're off and not everybody's eating at the dinner table together anymore. I miss that. I love that. So if you can't do it every single day, choose a day. And if you can do it once a week, twice a week, however many times a week that you can all agree to be at the table to do this thing, it, there's a lot of bonding that happens around the table yeah. and with helping each other clean up. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more because I knew, I know when I was little, you had to be at the dinner table. Like when I was young yeah. <laughs> and mom and dad were not going to take no for an answer, you know, unless you were at a sporting event or something where of course, you know, they knew, but if you're in the neighborhood dinners at this time and you better be there. And Oh yeah. We had a dinner bell, <laughs> <laughs> but see, but it's weird though. Even though we had to be at dinner and we had sometimes the conversations weren't, Sometimes it was between the adults, right? And it wasn't, but I still missed that, right? Being all at the table and, you know, we got to see each other at the end of the day and then we went our separate ways. But you're right. Sometimes it has to be like, and I'm learning that with my grandchildren to close the mouth, right? Because sometimes you really need to pay attention to the little ones and what they're trying to get across, right? Without getting frustrated, which has helped me, you know, as a substance abuse counselor with my listening skills, right? Or whatever I'm doing or in my coaching business or or with my wife, you know what I mean? It's just learning how, when it's appropriate to say something or like you said, just, I like what you said, just clap it, clap it for a minute and just listen, right? Because I might miss something if I don't. Yeah, when you're like thinking these things in your head, oh, this person should feel like this, or what do you mean you feel like that? Like, oh, you didn't tell me that, whatever that is, that, that dialogue that's happening in your head, tell it to shut the F up and just go back in the corner for a minute and just wait, <laughs> you know, because it's, there's so much gold that comes out of kids' mouths, especially right. if you can just stop. And if you remember those three things, want that safety and security, love and acceptance you just want to belong and right. to feel empowered those things that's why people do negative things or 
turn to different ways in which to, you know, soothe that pain that they're feeling, whether it's, you know, alcohol or drugs or, or any other thing, food even, right? It doesn't matter what the quote unquote addiction is. It's sure. just, it's a, it's a way to escape something that you're feeling. It's a way to, you know, move away from a negative feeling into something else that you're controlling basically in some sense. You're absolutely correct. Right. That's the most, like you said, with most addiction, right. Whether it's drugs, alcohol, food, sex, whatever, right. That is kind of one of the underlying themes that you hear is that people aren't being heard. Right. Or they don't know how to communicate what's bothering them or they're not feeling accepted or loved or a part of, you know? Yeah. There's also right. traumas usually that are associated with that stuff, but right. Sometimes if you take just five minutes to just sit with someone and listen, you can make their whole day brighter, you know, and their whole, and that's the whole point of, of this podcast, right. Is to show people, right. How we learn to make those adjustments, overcome the challenges, so that we can be more helpful to one another. And I don't care where you come from. It's, you know what I mean? Yes. It starts at home, but yes, it goes out from there. Right. What, what kind of legacy do I want to leave for my children and grandchildren? Right. I don't want, you know, to be like known as the grandpa. He was like Scrooge. He didn't like anybody, you know, he barely even talked to us. And <laughs> right. And, and so, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying is, audience listen to what nicole is saying it's just be a little bit patient right listen to what someone is saying keep your mouth shut for a minute right like she said shut the f up and then answer the question right and yeah get curious about it yeah right and i i'm guilty so don't think i'm not you know i'm innocent here everybody you know i've i've had actual that told to me max shut the f up i'm trying to talk to you um <laughs> but what i like you know what i love bringing into this podcast is like showing people you know we can all have fun we can laugh we can be successful but sometimes we got to take a look in the mirror and see what we can change and and then overcome that challenge and then right like i hear the best thing you could do is once you do that go help somebody right help them do it and then it just you know it grows from there so um, yeah. you know, it's, it's been awesome talking with you so far. So I, I like to, I love to ask my, my guests two questions, right. And we're going to start with fearless, right. See the fearless, okay. right. Part of my book, uh, title. Um, but so Nicole, I got to always have to ask this of my guests is what does fearless mean to you and how does that show up in your life on a daily basis? Oh gosh. The work that I've done has been like so amazing that when um, fearless is just not holding fear at all. It is the lack of having fear because you're aligned with your truth, your passion and your purpose. You're aligned and you know who you are. You're you're comfortable enough with who you are and understand at least enough. We never know all of the things, right? But that's why we continuously grow and grow and grow and uncover new things about ourselves. But there was this time when I, I left the corporate world, right? When I left chemistry back in 2013, um, after being in chemistry for 16 years, 
and um, it was so cool. I almost died from mercury poisoning. So it kind of sounds weird, but it was so cool. I almost died from mercury poisoning. That probably doesn't make a lot of sense. However, <laughs> that was a pivotal point in my life that launched me into a whole new space and really got me into who the heck am I and what am I doing and how am I going to now move into this other space and, and be there for my family and not die. So his death was knocking really, really close like that, that I could feel the sickle swoosh and moving forward. I ended up going, leaving chemistry, recovering from the mercury poisoning was a long and painful process. And then I went into, I became a financial advisor, built a business right back up, back up into the six figures again and doing all this stuff. And then I left because I built my business. And so uh, there was different things in my life that were happening. I was going through a divorce. My son was battling his own addictions and like there was all this stuff and surrendering, you know, my child into the wild, uh, being homeless out there and, you know, doing mm. his thing and his journey and having to surrender that. So there's, there's the, like all this stuff that was coming up all at once, all while. So it's, I call those things seemingly negative because it's just a disturbance to show you, Hey, pay attention to these things and do something about this in some way, shape or form that's aligned with who you are and what you're meant to do and doing all that work and being in that space and moving forward and trusting in myself. I stepped out of the corporate world again and trusted myself to work on my own business. Now I had had a nightmare, like a night terror for five years and it just got worse and worse and worse. And I had it almost nightly for five years. And it got more wow. and more intense. The day that I left, no more night terrors. Worked on my business. And guess what? COVID hit. My 34 or 36 gigs I had booked because I was all in person. All that stuff dismantled. Now, I just went through a divorce, took on all the marital debt stuff, and you know, moved with my children, new school for them, all of this stuff. My child is out there in the wilderness um, and I sat there to pay some bills. And th this was where my kids used to be like, mom's paying bills. Everybody run <laughs> <laughs> Wait, many years ago. Right. And I look back at those times. I'm like, oh, my God. Right. But I sat down and I started doing this process and I looked up at myself and I said, oh, my gosh, I don't feel any fear like none. I should be afraid, very afraid right now, I thought. And then I was like, but I can't, I'm not. And then I sat back and I'm like, can I feel it? And I actually tried to feel fear, Max, and I couldn't. And at that point, I was just like, oh my God, this is what 100% alignment feels like. And everybody should feel like this. So then I was like, that's it, that's my mission. And I really just like cut out a whole bunch of other stuff that I had and I focused on really delivering that. So that's in a long drawn out thing. <laughs> that's what fearless means to me. That's you can still be cautious. So right. you have an autonomic nervous system. You can have red flags, caution arise without having the anxiety that fear brings you. Right. Totally different. It's totally different, right? 
because that anxiety yeah. fear right that's the fight or flight right where you're either gonna yeah. go head on into it or you're gonna run the other way right but well, your body is designed to to determine that based off of subconscious you know program information gathering very quickly right but when you have the fear that comes in the fear locks you up so you can have fight or flight without fear because your body will tell you what to do what makes the most sense but when you have fear instilled and you have the anxiety of that it's really that this space of now you're not thinking logically when you need to ah! uh, <laughs> visitor so, yeah a little visitor okay lay down sorry Sorry about uh, that's okay. That. I'm surprised my cat hasn't come in yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I love what you said, right, about being fearless, right? Like, is it completely going to go away? No, there's things that are going to scare us or, right? But like you said, when you're in alignment, when you know, like my friend would say, when you know you're living in purpose, on purpose, it's hard to be in fear. Does that make sense? Like from what you just yeah. described, right? And it yes. sounds like you had a lot going on and I get that. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got three of my oldest ones or a chip off the old block like you. I've had to let them have their journey. And and in the beginning, yeah, I would have those sleepless nights, like worried about it. You know what I mean? And then I got to a point where it's like, OK, they need this. Right. They need to figure this out. I've already showed them the example. All I can do is be me. And then it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to anyway. Right. And now two of my older one, one's going to, my oldest is going to be two years sober on the 13th. And the other one just completed her program and she's almost 70 days okay. sober and doing right and doing great. But that's the hard part. Like you said, is sometimes letting go, right? Cause there's a principle. One of the principles I live by is um, surrendering the results, right? Like yes. just doing the work and, and surrendering the results and, but it's tough when it comes to children. You got to admit, like, I know you're a mother. Mothers are a whole different ball game. Dads are, I think, a little bit easier about, like, letting go and letting them, you know, give them that leash to go as far as they want where mothers are like. <laughs> but um, I appreciate you sharing that with us because um, people have to know. And I hope you heard what she said, audience. It's like when you're in alignment, when you're like I, te I teach my clients, when your head and your heart are together, it's hard to be afraid. You know what I mean? It's yeah. if you're if you're doing the right thing and your heart and your head are one, you don't need to fear anything because you're going to do it's going to turn out the way you're like my sponsor said, it's always going to turn out better than you could have hoped for anyway. So just surrender the results and go do it. Um, so the next question I like to ask, right, is happiness. I put a why in my happiness for a reason. So what does happiness mean to you nicole what's your definition of happiness and how does that show up in your life on a daily basis Ooh, happiness is all about it's your it's your attitude it's how you view everything around you and within you right because when you're happy you you create that happiness because sometimes there are things that it looks like things are falling apart and i'm like hey you know, uh, clients will come to me and they'll, they'll be like, oh my God, there's this shit storm happening. And like all this stuff is happening to me. And I'm like, is it happening to you? And they look and they're like, oh, is it <laughs> happening to you? Are you a victim? And uh, like, I get all like, 
like, hey, they're like, why are you smiling so much? And I'm telling you bad things. And I'm like, is it really that bad? It's all in how you're looking at it. You're shaking up your foundation because you're ready for a growth spurt. I'm like, I'm here because I'm like, are we going to start your breakthrough or what? Right. <laughs> right. Because that's really where it is, is this stuff is what is it? So get happy about it. There's nothing that you really need to be sad about. However, I will say this. I'm not discounting your feelings. Feel your feelings. Really feel your feelings. If you're angry, if you're sad, whatever the feeling is, feel it fully. If it's negative, allow it to process and release. If it's positive, allow it to process and release. Our feelings can be felt, processed, and released in 90 seconds or less. If you're not doing it in 90 seconds or less, you're holding on to something. What is it? So then delve in because you can switch it right back into happiness no matter what. That's right. And see, and that's why I put the why, right? Because happiness begins with you or me, right? Like no one outside of my, as I say, hula hoop can make me happy, right? Yeah. And and it's how I look at things and, and my perspective. And like, you, you know, like it's like the cup is either half empty or half full. Right. And I choose the half full. I like to say my cup runneth over most of the time. And it's just, um, it's how you're right. It's how you look at things and it's your perspective. Right. And it's like a state that's of what, being. So, exactly. And I like how you said that. Like when you're getting happy, like and your clients going, yeah, I'm just telling you a bunch of shit's happening. And you're like over here smiling at me, like next, next. And I'm like, like you, I'm like, okay what's coming right like are you gonna sit in this shit and and stay in it or is there a lesson you need to learn and walk through it right you just reminded me of something um with one of my friends that we go back and forth on a whole bunch of stuff and i was like don't stew in your poo (laughs) (laughs) i love it right because it gets old if you stew in your poo do you hear that everybody don't stew in it Learn the lesson and move forward. Man, this this has been an awesome interview. So thank you again, Nicole, for showing up. So what I like to ask, You're very you, welcome. you know, if, if someone wants to work with you, Nicole, how do they get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me on any of my social media outlets, um, Facebook, Instagram, I'm more on Facebook, TikTok. LinkedIn. Um, but you can, you can find me through my website, which is magicllc.com, spelled just like my last name, M-A-J-I-K. And yeah, send me a, send me a message or reach out, connect. Awesome. Be glad to have a call or whatever, help guide you through. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it a lot. Um, so one last thing I like to ask of my guests, I know I ask a lot of you, But here's one more thing that I would like you to do, if you would, please. What piece of advice could you give my audience? One last thing that you could say to them that would help them grow as a human being. Something, a little nugget you could leave them with. Ah, I'm so glad you asked. This (laughs) this is a great question. And I love it because um, something that I feel very passionate about is really when you look at people who have a completely opposite viewpoint that you do, instead of getting angry and trying to change their mind or change their opinion, what if, and I challenge you, 
What if you just got curious to understand where they're coming from and ask some questions that neither one of us is going to try to persuade the other one to, to believe something differently, but I'd like to understand where you're coming from. Just enlighten me without persuasion. Have a conversation with the person and see where they're coming from. See what, what beliefs or what, um, what environment that they grew up in brought them into that space that they believe this thing that's opposite of you. Because you're going to find that opposites are exactly the same. They're just a different degree. I love chew, that. Chew on that. <laughs> uh, you hear that? Audience, chew on that. But that, well, I think if we did that with each other, it'd be a much better world. You know what I mean? Where we, oh my gosh, yes. You know what I mean? Like, instead of just judging and, you know, because you're not like me, like, okay, I think I'm going to get to know this person and see where they're coming from. I love that, Nicole. That's awesome. Thank you for leaving It's amazing the things that you'll find out about people. And it's amazing the the connection that you will build with somebody who believes something completely opposite of you and how you can love and respect and be grateful for a connection and still not agree on something, even something very controversial like politics. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right. And I have I have those people. I love them to death. We may not agree on certain things, but I we understand each other. And it, it's because, like you said, we took the time to under, understand each other's perspective and where we're coming from. So that was yeah. perfect. Thank you for sharing that. Well, you heard it, everybody. If you know, if you if you if you liked what you heard, if, if you learned something, if it made you smile, made you think, please leave a review. Um and then, like you said, you can find Nicole, Nicole on her uh, magic.com or is it magic LLC.com magic LLC.com. She's an inspiring person. That's why I brought her on today. So look her up. And yeah, thank you, Nicole, for being here. It's been a wonderful time. So thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk to you later. <laughs>